This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on January 21st, 2024. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, Chapter 1. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace and mercy are ours through the triune God. Amen. During this season of Epiphany, we have this beautiful picture of Jesus coming as light in the darkness. He is fulfilling that ancient prophecy from Isaiah of a new light, a light that, like a beautiful morning, brings great joy, a light to overcome the shadow of death. But bringing relief from the dark is not all that this light does. God wants nothing hidden, and this light exposes what we have been hiding in the darkness. Those nasty, shameful parts of ourselves that we desperately try to keep hidden, even or especially from those closest to us. The light of Jesus exposes us for who we truly are deep down inside. And who are we? Well. We are a complex mix, aren't we? We are, on the one hand, created in God's image, and that's a wonderful thing. And on the other hand, there are all of those nasty, sinful bits. So we're saint and sinner. Now, why does God want to expose us like this? Well, it's not what you might first think. God does not want to shame us. Our God is the God of second chances, a God who loves us even just as we are. So shining the light into our lives is not to shame us. That's not the end game. That's not the purpose of this light. And Jesus doesn't leave us just to dwell in self-reflection and navel-gazing about our sin. He invites us into so much more. Here it is in verse 15. The time is fulfilled, he says. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent 
and believe the good news. Now, to repent does not just mean saying sorry. It's not about shame or embarrassment. But Jesus' call to repentance is an invitation to healing and to turn back to God. When we repent, we ask God to end all that is old in us and to begin something new. The light shines into our darkness, making us aware of our deep needs. And it prompts us to respond to Jesus' call to repentance. Jesus is calling the world and us to return to relationship with God. He meets the world where it is at, broken, despairing, at war, in darkness. Just as he meets us where we are, broken, despairing, sometimes at war with each other, and in darkness. He reminds us of who we are, people who were created to be in relationship with their maker. And he calls us back to that identity. It's not a call just to say, sorry. It's a call to turn back to him, to change our lives, to change direction. And it's a a radical reorientation, one that we are called to every day, to choose once again to return to relationship. Even if we've been attending church our whole lives, and perhaps especially if we're starting to feel a little bit complacent about the whole God story, it remains a daily choice to accept Jesus' invitation to turn back to the God who loves us. And each day, Jesus is shining this new light, showing us a new way, a new path. And this light, this new way, is not just a narrow beam spotlight shining onto us and our own individual's needs and darkness, but instead, it's a powerful floodlight that shows us the world through Jesus' eyes. And it's in this light that we see the pain of others around us. For the kingdom of heaven that Jesus speaks of is a place where good news is proclaimed and where the sick are healed. We hear and we cannot ignore the cries of those who are in need. The poor, the homeless, the sick, the dying, those fleeing persecution, those trapped in violence. But once again, It's not just about showing us that these things, Jesus isn't finished with us yet. He calls us again into more. He calls us into ministry with him. As if it were not enough to hear that God loves us, God also trusts us, trusts us with being part of his own saving work. He calls us to follow me and I will make you fish for people. What a daunting call that can sound like. Jesus first calls us, though, to follow him. To Simon, Peter, Andrew, James and John, this meant leaving behind all they knew and spending time with Jesus, travelling with him, listening to him. 
It sounds a bit like the repentance we talked about earlier, doesn't it? And Jesus calls us into relationship. Relationship with Jesus, formed by listening to him, trusting him, travelling with him, and learning from his example. This is what we are called to do in following Jesus. We are called to spend time with him, building relationship through the word and prayer, letting the word, the logos, Jesus, dwell richly in our hearts each day, constantly turning back to him as the shadows and the darkness try to confuse us, telling us that the shame or the pain that we feel makes us unworthy of God's love. Each day, God reclaims us as his own, calling us by name, calling us by our baptismal identity. Child, you are mine. And then we get to the fishing part. The thought of witnessing or evangelising can send waves of fear through many of us. Through many of us. Fishing for people. For some reason, when I hear this phrase, my mind immediately jumps to street evangelists that I've seen in the city, and I begin to break into a cold sweat. Is that what fishing for people really looks like? The good news is what comes next in verse 19. Jesus does not say, follow me, and if you learn enough, and I consider your skills to be adequate, and you meet all the KPIs required for this job, then you can be fishers for people. No. He says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. There are no exception clauses. Jesus does what he says, and it's in his power that we act. It's not what we know, but it's who we know that makes the difference. We can see this with the original disciples, a motley bunch who never seemed to get it quite right, and yet Jesus chose to work with them. And I actually feel quite grateful when I look at the disciples, because how often do I feel just as motley and never seem to get it quite right? I don't know about you. And yet Jesus chooses to work with us, knowing who we are. We don't need to be expert fishers, and we don't need to worry about the outcomes. And we needn't be concerned if others think that the message that we have about the cross is foolishness. I don't know much about fishing, but from what I can see, no matter how experienced you are, you cast out your line hoping that a fish will bite. It requires faith. As fishers of people, we too are casting out our nets in faith. And ultimately, it is Jesus who makes us fishers of people. He gives us the right things to say and the right things to do to help others in their faith journey. It can be as simple as mentioning to a friend in need that you will pray for them. And it is Jesus who will provide the outcome. And God calls us in community, in relationship. The disciples were called to their ministry with each other. 
No one does this alone. God knows and Jesus knows we cannot do discipleship on our own. We cannot do life on our own. We cannot live into our vocations and into our truth on our own. We cannot follow Jesus on our own. We cannot preach on our own. We need each other. And this is the kingdom that Jesus calls us into. Jesus shines light into the darkness and calls us to repent, to turn back to the relationship that God invites us into. And as Jesus called his disciples, so the Spirit is calling us. And God not only loves us, but he trusts us to join in his ministry and to become fishers of people, allowing Jesus to work through us and providing all that we need. May his kingdom come. Amen.